Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 337. This is your guide to the geek side, and I'm your host, Todd Oxtra. Joined by my constant companion, Charlie Carden. Hey, hey, happy Sunday. Yeah, and uh, we are joined today by a new guest, um, and it's harder to hide that there's a guest when you do video podcasts. So <laughs> just uh, we wanted to inv- uh, in, uh, do an introduction to Chris from the One Hour, One Decision podcast. Chris has been on co-op mode with myself and Mark, along with his uh, co-host Tom. And I, and basically both of you are kind of big geeks, so we appreciate that. And I'm like, perfect people to have on the show. Um, obviously, no video game podcast talk on the show, which is perfectly fine. So, Chris, you get to stretch some new geek muscles. So, thank you for being on the show. Hey, thanks. Thanks so much, guys, for having me on. Um, Super excited to talk about the things that um, we're going to talk about today. So, let's get it going. So, before we get started, though, we want your geek origin. How did you become the awesome nerd you are today? Um, I guess, like, my for me, it was... My dad brought home a bunch of comics, um, and I just fell in love with them, like reading Spider-Man, Batman. Like, Batman has always been my my guy. I was never a Superman fan. Sorry to anyone that is Superman. No! <laughs> I, I don't know. Are there a ton of them? <laughs> I, don't, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, there has to be, right? Because his, his comic book is worth millions upon millions of dollars. So, anyway. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, just... Since then, I, I did a little. I used to draw a lot of stuff and um, stopped that a little bit, but that's okay. And, um, but yeah, like it's just been ingrained in me. So, like comics, video games, all that stuff, it was just anything that I can consume in that way. I was, I always loved it. So, that was my, I guess, my origin, so to speak, of that. Nice. You know, you got to love it when those parents just bring you home cool stuff versus here's some homework or here's a chore you can do. Mm, chores delightful (laughs) yeah i think every parent has someone that has hopefully contributed to their geekness i know uh, my mom took me to see transformers the movie uh she took me to the revco drugstore to buy comic books so we need a little help along the way so thank you mom and dad for being cool for and same here uh dad took me to uh my brother and i see the empire strikes back when i was four uh there was the notre dame pharmacy in my hometown of gross point michigan where i got uh star wars issue number 60 uh you know for 60 whole cents when i was six years old started my love of comics and you know obviously i didn't have any money so that that was all my mom so uh and then the indiana jones comics at the same time first comic subscription that mom got so for us so that we could read it right at home so yeah thank you geek uh, geek enabling parents everywhere. You yes. made us who we are in a good way. Yeah, and uh, something that uh, the group could contribute to, and that is by giving us a great five-star review on iTunes. Subscribe there. Tell us what you like about the show, and we'll read it on the show, any reviews. And also on YouTube, we're trying to grow that channel quite a bit. You subscribe. We eventually will get our own uh, custom uh, URL for that, and you can see our lovely faces and see what we're doing in the world. You can see the background that I'm using today in the Batcave. So um, in the future, you never know I'll be. I might be on um, in Duckburg and and hanging out with the the ducks from from, DuckTales. We'll see. Sure, why not? Could be. 
Absolutely. Uh, but something else you could see, um, well, actually can't see because I'm not sharing my screen, which is the cover that blesses this specific episode. And that is Chris for you. We've got Batman number 337. Batman apparently likes to ski like James Bond. I didn't know he had bat skis. And, you know, does he want to build a snowman? Not anymore. Yeah, this looks <laughs> rough. So this is uh, we didn't have a cover price on this one or, or we don't or we don't have a month. Uh, but this is just just based by the costume. I'm going to go early 80s, 337. So, Todd, what do you think? I guess it was this. Was a- I'm going to say 70s. OK, gotcha. That I'll classic go. blue and yellow, maybe. I, I'm curious, so I'm going to find this out just to satisfy my own uh, curiosity. That so do too. I don't think they had that. Uh, let's Later, see here. It was thirty. Was it thirty-five cents? Fifty cents. Uh, 19, 1981. Wow. Oh, okay. Eighty-one. Yeah. So, uh, f- folks, 50, oh. 50, fifty cents. So there yep, you go. Fifty cents. All right, folks. You can see it, it on my uh, iPhone device, and you can play along at home. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's interesting because it has an extra story: Robin the Teen Wonder in Murder in the Midway, and then we got obviously Batman taking on. I don't know. Is this like a Scooby Doo mystery where it's not really a, a, a abominable snowman? But where walks a snowman? So, right. right, pull the mask off, and it's really old man Jenkins from the amusement park. <laughs> if it wasn't for that pesky Cape Crusader, oh my! Yeah, fun story. This actually was Chris's first Batman comic. He just didn't want to tell everybody. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> that, that seems that, that seems like a secret shame worth hiding. Honestly, <laughs> if this got you into Batman, wow, you had right. to love the character <laughs> big time. Yeah, I keep going after this. Oh, my goodness. Well, as exciting as this is, we must keep this train rolling. And speaking of somebody who was around when trains rolled for the first time, that'd be our senior news correspondent, Madam Webb, with our rumors and news. So without further delay, Madam Webb, take it away. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. As Charlie said, you were there when the initial uh, Pacific Rail Line went through and brought the United States together. And apparently, uh, you know what? I think you were pretty impressed because it, it beat when the fact that you actually had to put people on your shoulders and, and ferry them across the great United States. So uh, moving all your 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 people over on the river was a much better situation. So thank you for your service, Madam Webb. Give him that third choo-choo in the choo-choo dance, right? Uh, uh. Sure, sure. Why not? <laughs> From Lower Decks. You said you were watching Lower Decks. No? Doesn't ring a bell? Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, I missed that ah, one. Ah, come on. Yeah. That's okay. Okay. Well, we've got our stories for this week, so thank you for that, Madam Web. The first one is why The Last Man has officially gotten a trailer. So this is coming to FX, uh, and then it's coming to Hulu. So that's the new agreement. Disney owns this, uh, which is funny because Why the Last Man is a Vertigo comic owned by DC. So it's weird how you get all of these productions that don't necessarily line up on the networks they are, but I think a lot of these deals were in place before the Disney merger. But um, Why the Last Man is one of my favorite comic books of all time. Brian K. Vaughn, uh, Pia Guerra, great series. Se- I think 75 issues, complete story and complete. It's done. It wasn't like Walking Dead where it finally decided to end after 150. Uh, but this is the story about one day, all of ever, any organism with a Y chromosome is essentially dies. Whoops. Animals, that's a, that's humans. A yeah, and it's just very weird. And this is the story about one human and one monkey 
Uh, I believe he's a monkey. I think he's um, capuchin monkey. Maybe I don't know. I don't want to guess if it's a monkey or I don't know was what it, other type of. Is it like was it like the was it like the friends monkey? Like I think Maurice? so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah probably. There you go. Yeah. So uh, Yorick is the last man, and he has basically goes on a path to find his girlfriend and reunite in this world where he is essentially an endangered species. So, Chris, have you seen or, or, or sorry, have you read Why the Last Man? Uh, I've read uh, a couple of issues of it. And I, I, like you, I love the concept. I thought it was uh, really cool. I unfortunately didn't. I do need to finish that book, though. So I'll probably go to my comic book store and get that trade and actually read through this whole thing. Because so, but I'm really, I, I heard about this. I think this has been in like development hell for a while, right? Um, was this initially a Fox thing that Fox is going to produce this or? God, we, no. yeah, Fox. <laughs> yeah, well, Charlie, you and I, you, we've talked about this story, Charlie. Like, it was canceled. They changed leads. They, right. yeah. To your point, Chris, right. it has been a development hell. And the fact that this is finally getting made, you know, it's funny because the story is about a, a a pandemic, I guess, or we don't know exactly. I can't remember how it was caused, and right, and this was filmed during pretty much a pandemic as well. So I guess it's strange bedfellows. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess they were able to clear out streets for this because there weren't many people out there so good for them to take advantage perfect of yeah it was filmed in cleveland <laughs> oh boy they get more bang for their buck i guess down in Cle- hot in cleveland <laughs> oh so charlie Lord. you you have not read the comic but you watched no. the trailer so what do you think am i am i remembering that wasn't john byrne involved in this initially wasn't this one of his deals or did he no that- not at all did he have a name he of did, something that was like He did this? the Next Men. The Next Men. I knew there was the <laughs> Next yeah. Men, Last Men, X-Men. Um, I'm intrigued, without a doubt. Now you've got President Diane Lane, that uh, wow, teenage heartthrob, now the president. You see you see how you see you see, you see how far you see how far women can come in come in uh, in uh, basically in in the the world of uh, of science fiction. I love it. But all it no. takes is all the men to die for a woman to finally become president. <laughs> you know, you didn't have to you didn't have to come right out and say it, but uh, that is really what happened. Yeah, I'd say it. No, I was I'm intrigued um and this is uh you know, I I enjoy a show that I can slide into, and I know it's not going to be a lifelong commitment because most shows are what eight, ten, twelve episodes these days. <sighs> Sorry, dude, it's early morning. Um, not that we're recording in the early morning. I just had an early morning, but um, yeah, I'm intrigued. So we're seeing this potentially this fall. Do we have a date on this? I believe it's coming very soon. Like it's either September um, or the beginning of October. Let me gotcha. look and see. The, uh, let's see. Sometimes they'll put in the notes uh, when it actually debuts. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing it here. Maybe it's at the end of the trailer. I can look that up really quick. But regardless, um, yeah, this is coming very soon. So this is this is making me very excited. And we we are going to get inundated with quality and cool geek content, Charlie. You put a story about all these shows that are coming even this week, and just all these right. things are finally culmination. So it kind of feels like the flood gates of everything that's right. been wanting to be made because of covid got held back and now they're just like we want to get this out there so we're going to get a little overwhelmed but that's where the good stuff will stand out and the bad stuff and just watch an episode and move on the bad stuff just wash it out Woo! away it goes very good well that's cool so yeah so i'm looking forward to this uh so moving on something that i got a colossal eye roll out of me uh is this next story we got here so we're talking about star wars which quite frankly 
they should be a little bit more begging with some of the money that they're looking for because you know the the last movie kind of underwhelmed at the box office. It was a couple of years ago. Yeah, they're riding really high in the Mandalorian, but right now we've got the Bad Batch, which, as we talk about over on Holocron Chronicles, is really a mixed bag, and it's literally the only thing they've got going on right now. Um, but Disney Disney is potentially getting a little big for their britches with their latest. Um, I, I I would almost say kind of mer- it's it's almost like a theme park offering because I had to look this over a couple times to figure out what exactly is this thing. So no, it's the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, which is a cruise ship. I'm hoping it's is not. It's it's a it's a actual like landlocked hotel that has the appearance of a star cruiser, and this is essentially like being put into rather than like a cruise where you're just walking around you might see a, a person this is in a full immersive experience for two full days so think about this this is like walking into uh the renaissance festival but everybody being paid very well to basically have roles you never feel like okay. you're walking out of the experience you actually wear costumes as a guest so you are essentially in a story that takes that two is- days that is very exciting. It is. And, you know, it does yeah. remind me of the, uh, the Las Vegas Hilton's uh, Star Trek, the experience back in the 1990s, early 2000s, where you had, uh, you know, you had a great recreation of the promenade on Deep Space Nine, Quark's Bar. My brother and I went there. We have a great picture of us, you know, drinking our warp cores and our big glass, which I don't have anymore because it broke eventually. But it was very cool. They had, you know, people in makeup in the bar playing the roles. You had a Ferengi. I reached over, tried to tug on his ear. She was like, oh, so it's like, she says, you know, you're, it really, it is a very immersive experience that being said as we continue to scroll down and look at the pricing for some of this we're looking at uh for this uh two-day experience per night anywhere between forty eight hundred and six thousand dollars per night so that is yeah well it's it's talking. per well it's it's here it is. I'll give you a breakdown. Twelve hundred and nine dollars per guest per night. So two people would be forty eight hundred dollars. And this is the right. basic cabin. There are nicer cabins. So right, this exactly. is like you get a mini fridge and you get a hot, a hot plate. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So it scrolls up to four guests per cabin, three, three kids, one adult, seven forty nine yeah. or or six thousand. So the question is, you know, and again, it, it's all about what people are willing to pay. So if they roll this out and it's a dud nobody goes for it then they're going to know that th- that they've shot too high so in some ways you can appreciate based on their own market research what they think they can get out of it obviously what they've invested to create it what they're investing uh to you know to pay the bit players the actors as it were to be a part of this story um it sounds like there's absolutely a, a lot to it but oh my gosh i just don't i i certainly want to see galaxy's edge someday you know if, if april and i make it down to florida some you know someday before that goes away because everything goes away eventually mm-hmm. um but something like this seems this seems a little out of my uh, interest to want to pay because yeah it would be she and i we would obviously it would just be the two of us um you know paying that five grand uh and that's five grand a night so that's 10 grand no right? no 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 it's total for the it's a two oh, uh, two day okay, experience so you're yeah. it's twelve hundred dollars per person per night it does get cheaper so you could actually get two couples together and reduce your costs essentially by five hundred dollars per person per night so that well, would be we, the way to do it to save we'll some hook cash up with, we'll hook up with mark and loren and they'll fly down from canada leave the kid at home and it'll just be the two and then the four <laughs> of us can be all star i was to say star trekky star warsy but i 
I just don't know, man. I mean, Todd, you're not the biggest Star Wars guy out there. We were even talking about that in the pre-roll that, you know, you're, you, you've had a crisis of faith in, in recent times with Star Wars uh, being jammed. And it does look like, you know, and that's what's so confusing is that this is this appears to be set in the sequel trilogy era. They make a reference to the uh, to the resistance, which would be the you know the the rebellion of that era. So much like with Galaxy's Edge, they're they're kind of they're reaching for that future sequel trilogy era, even though they've wrapped it up. But what's on TV right now is the transitional. It's just at the end of the prequel era, and then we have the Mandalorian, which is after the original trilogy area. So. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, as a layperson, or, or you know, even really, Chris, please chime in. What do you guys think about this? Do you think that this sound that this sounds like it would be worth the money? Oof, um, six grand. I mean, it better be like the most convincing thing. And like, I have to, I have to like maybe see one of the actors from one of the films in the experience too to be able to pay. Six grand. Right. It's it's Daisy Ridley. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah, right. But I I don't know. I couldn't do it. Tom is a huge Star Wars fan, so I don't okay. know. He might be on the fence. He might be willing to pay that six grand. I mean, even me, I would love to hear Mark Carabin, my co-host on the Holocron Chronicles, take on this deal because he's been down to Galaxy's Edge, which I'm sure is also not inexpensive. But again, this just I don't know. I'm not, you know, and, and I'm also coming from a place where I've not done things like this. Like I said, doing the Star Trek experience, which again was, you know, it was a one day pass. We went through and we enjoyed it and then we left. So I'm just I'm just not sure. Uh Todd, have you ever done anything of this ilk or have you ever had kind of the interest to do anything like this? What 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 would get Todd Oxford to spend money like this if it wasn't Star Wars? What what would it be? Good question. Yeah. I mean I, I like theme parks and I really like what um, Universal Studios with Harry Potter because that's the only thing I've been to recently that is embracing like that you're in you're in the world of it and Galaxy Edge is the first Disney park to really do that as well so I like that and this is obviously a step above I like going to the the Renaissance Festival I like it when people create a world I like that a lot Star Wars would probably not push me because like I said I'm just not an uber fan I'm just I I appreciate parts of Star Wars but not enough to like oh it's Quabby Boo Boo do. I'm like, who's that guy? I don't know. But he's, he's looks, sure looks familiar. Um, but I could, but I think, I think this is for those Uber fans that this is right. an exclusive experience. There's right. only a hundred cabins. So think about that. hundred cabins for two nights. Uh, and if they do it seven days a week or whatever. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you've only got so many opportunities to do this. I mean, I'm not sure if they're doing this anywhere else in the world because obviously there are other Disney parks. But I mean, this is going to be a destination and an experience where people say, I will gladly save up five years so I can do this. And it's going to mean a lot to me. So I think this will be big. It's like those people that buy those HasLab things. It's like, oh, why would you spend $100 on a toy versus an experience where you're going to remember for the rest of your life? So I I think this is cool. And for me, I... I don't know what that experience would be. That would be like, yes, you want to do it. Uh, something like that where the, the, the cost would be so large. But I just love the idea of being an immersive story. I like, I've always wanted to be in a murder mystery. Like I would love that. Like being at a hotel where you have to figure out who the murderer is and maybe you get killed. I would love that. So real love, live clue experience. I think I would love that. So Todd, I just have a question. What if you, because of your background, like a live experience of being in Wayne Mansion. So would I be like Bruce Wayne and I'd get to like do cool stuff or would I unfortunately be like, I am, 
um, Arthur or, or not uh, Alfred or something like that. Oh, you'd be Batman. Like you would, it would be like a murder mystery. You'd be in the Batcave. You try to figure out who did what crime. Ooh, and all like the rogues gallery would come around. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be very cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think that could be very cool. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean. Charlie, obviously, you being on a star cruiser for two nights in that immersive experience, that would probably be for you. Chris, yeah, what would I be yours? So. I mean, I, I think that as I was formulating it, that, that Batman idea would be awesome. To be able to the Wayne Mariner experience would be awesome. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Oh, well, I mean, I, I'm excited. I want to see like people's I want to see like because the, the, I don't know if you guys saw the little commercial for this thing. It's very cool. It's about the family show up the work and go. There. I want to see what the real experience looks like. So I'm sure there will be video of this coming out reviews and it will be hard to get the people who are the Uber fans to be not biased because I spent five thousand dollars. So regardless, if it's the crappiest thing in the world, I'm going to be overexcited because I, I, yeah, I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to look like an idiot in front of my friends when they know how much it costs exactly yes oh well uh yeah more to come on this this is going to be an interesting scene and and i'm guessing we'll see more and more of these type of experiences in all the parks and they'll just begin because there's so much fandom and they can really exploit us if they want to (laughs) (laughs) so much exploitation it's delightful yeah so next story is dc's movie roadmap after the suicide squad obviously we're going to be talking about the Suicide Squad at the end. We have our uh, spoiler-filled review of that. But, you know, what's coming next? So um, we've got a story here. Basically, I didn't realize this. The next movie isn't coming until Batman. Uh, the Batman, March 4th, 2022. Wow. So they they got a little winter hiatus. Wow. Was that Apparently, there was a new trailer. There was a, What's that? Was that supposed to come out uh, this year? And they got pushed back or it might have gotten pushed back because of some uh, some it, that's the hard part. It's like hard to even know what was supposed yeah, right. to and what got pushed back. Yeah. What's what exactly? Yeah. And we did get a trailer for this, but I'm expecting we'll see more and more of this um, and we'll get more uh, information about it. As of right now, we just got the one trailer and uh, I think uh, people are excited about this one. This mm-hmm. looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Like very much like seven, like a mur- like a murder mystery. Like this is the Batman movie I really wanted to see. Like I appreciate the Nolan stuff and they were really cool, but like first and foremost, he's a detective. So being right. able to see him do his detective work, I, I'm hoping that they do more of the detective work and not just him punching people. Right. Um, exactly. Is, is what I'm I'm excited for. You know, it's kind of if I might, it's 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 a parallel between Star Trek and Star Wars. You know, Star Wars is explosions and laser beams and Jedi, you know, swinging around laser swords. And then Star Wars, it's a little bit more thoughtful. It's social commentary. It's looking into things and solving problems. So you get different people that like different things. You know, cool guys walk away from explosions like the movie we're going to talk about. And then, you know, and other people like something a little bit more cerebral. So Batman being a detective and solving a crime, I think I'd be very interested in seeing that, too. Yeah, the investigation, the um, it kind of like uh, you know the Batman. We we typically do see two sides of Batman. We get the Batman that is over the top; he's fighting aliens, and then we do get the Batman that takes on a mafia boss or something like that, or finds a child killer, um, which is pretty cool. Kind of like the Batman: The Long Halloween. That animated uh, adaptation just came back. I've heard so many good things about it. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, oh show. 
Yeah. Then we get DC's League of Super Pets. This is going to be more in the Lego, like Batman Lego movie type of comedy over the top. These are all the pets. They have the super abilities. Um, I believe, I'm trying to remember who the, the lead actor is in this. Oh, Dwayne Johnson. So The Rock is fully invested right. in the DC universe with heroes by being right. crypto. Yeah. And Kevin uh, by again. being crypto. Well, and not only that, he rolls on to the next story as well. Yeah. So it's all about him. Black Adam on July 29 of uh, 22. Yep. Uh, it's it's wrapped filming. And apparently he even basically decided to remake the costume. He's like, OK, you got me. Why do I need padding? <laughs> so with the padding out of the suit and he's You're now right. got a suit. Yeah. And apparently they are going to be doing some interesting filming for this in regards to how he uses his powers. So I'm so hyped. I love the Justice Society. I love what Jeff Johns did with Black Adam and Shazam and all those characters and really change the character almost like a Dr. Doom type of leader of a, of a country and kind of being a, a different type of anti-hero. Um, I, I'm excited for this. And, you know, The Rock, he makes everything shine. Even Skyscraper, Charlie. Yo, Skycra- <laughs> Skycrapper. Yes. <laughs> uh, then we get The Flash, November 4th, 2022. Apparently, this is now fully engaged. We've got rumors about what this movie will actually be about. We're hearing lots of Batman will be involved in this. Um, yeah, I, I'm intrigued. And this is probably going to be like a Flashpoint type style movie, which may reseat the DCEU. So, um, yeah, this is going to be interesting. I'm, yeah, like, I'm, I'm just like curious how they're going to tie everything together. Are they or, going to? Are they going to tie it or are they going to flush it? You know, it's just yeah. like, yeah. yeah. So that's, is, is this a way for them to do like a soft reboot of everything? That, I mean, that, that's what this blurb kind of makes it sound like that. So, yeah, I'll be real yeah. interested to see that, too. The same way of what's happening, you know, with the multiverse and Marvel. You know what I mean? So it is. That's the answer. Soft reboot through re, re, the, this kind of stuff. So that's all right. Yeah, you, you can't be stubborn and just hope that things will just keep, you know, if you fail enough, that'll finally work. I mean, I think it's time to say, yep, yeah, we, we kind of know probably what works now and reboot, especially with all the DC leadership and Warner Brothers leadership changes. I think they just kind of have to take what worked and then incorporate it maybe in something cool in the future. Uh, then we got Aquaman Lost Kingdom, December 16th, 2022. I like the first Aquaman. It was more of like a adventure movie rather than a superhero film. Like it kind of felt like uh, Jumanji or Indiana Jones type film uh, looking for things. I-, I enjoyed it. It wasn't the best movie in the world, but I thought it was fun. Yeah, I need to watch that. I heard I heard it was decent. So It is. The don't don't stay for the 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 pitbull cover of Africa though. That was kind of lame. <laughs> Felt like shoehorned in. Oh. Oh, my yeah. God. All right. What, what else we got? Let's keep it moving. Yeah, then then potentially tying into the Black Adam is uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, June 2nd, 2023. Once again, this I felt this was one of the, the better DC films in regards to it was just more fun, uh, goofy, oh, over the top, where, where they go next. Uh, but, you know, Helen Mirren's in this movie. So, you know what? Helen Mirren awesome. brings brings the fans in the sex appeal. She brings the something. <laughs> awesome. No, I'm looking forward to it. I, I it lo- loved this movie. He is wearing yeah, padded, right? Uh, he, he is. I, I, I think he does. I think yeah. so. I know they changed be. the costume for this one. Like the sequel, right. there's a different costume. So I don't know if they're going to thin it down because he did get, get a little bit stronger, but Zach Levi's never been like a huge dude. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. 
Uh, then we get Batgirl. This movie, they they aren't settling on a date, so nothing's been secured. But they did um, cast the lead actress in the Heights. Leslie Grace is going to be Barbara Gordon, and apparently, this is going to be one of the HBO Max exclusive movies. So it's not going to be a TV series, but this will be a movie made for HBO Max. So this is their their way to try some things on a smaller scale, but also make exclusive content to get people to check out HBO Max. So because they've said none of their movies going forward will go day and date in 2022 HBO Max. So essentially they need something that will get people still to come see their their content on HBO Max. Right, 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 right. Looks like a now lot the question- of this stuff. A lot of this stuff oh, uh, that's that's up and coming is just kind of hanging. It's a, a two-year window, so they must be waiting for a lot of release dates for a lot of this stuff. Yeah, Blue Beetle. I mean, we did get the announcement that the uh, Miguel from Karate Kid is going to be cast as Blue Beetle, which Blue Beetle, you know, story about a boy who or a teen who gets uh, this the scarab artifact that's an alien artifact, transforms, transforms him, gives him special abilities. He's made a big appearance on Young Justice, so I like the character. Um, I think this is also going to be another HBO Max uh, exclusive film, so we're going to get more of these new characters on screen, so I'm very excited about this. Excellent. Uh, so is he actually get, is Booster Gold actually making an appearance? It says it here. In the- I, it could. I mean, because Booster Gold and... Um, and I think, Chris, you, you were talking about this on the Discord group. Um, basically, yeah, I mean, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle are buddies, but then we've got different versions of Blue Beetle, so it would be cool to see Booster Gold finally make an appearance. Uh, Supergirl 2022-2023, we do know the actress was uh, Cass, Sasha Kaye. Other than that, don't know anything at all. Same thing with Green Lantern Corps 2022. I've heard some things about this. Hopefully it truly is going to be good. This is going to be a TV series, uh, apparently about the Green Lantern Corps, which you like. Zatanna, great character. Just saw her in Justice League Dark. She is fantastic. That could be cool. It could be more of the magical part of the DC Universe. 2022, 2023, Static Shock, a great character. Once again, was was a cartoon character, was in the Milestone Universe. Milestone Universe is back. Static Shock is back. He is great. He's like a, you know, a young hero that, really is is a standout so well uh, uh, black lightning show up in that one that would be kind of cool too because black lightning we did get him in the the cw and i think this his series is over but yeah he would be a great mentor for static shock uh wonder woman 3 uh december 2023 don't know much about this one where it will take place but it, gal gadot and petty jenkins are back we have the Amazons, which apparently is a spinoff. Don't know how this will play out when it'll take care uh when it'll take place either right blackhawk uh, he is a World War II pilot. Uh, Steven Spielberg apparently is involved in this. I uh, said he he'd been wanting to make, but yeah, is oh, he, okay. Uh, oh, so he did sign up to direct in eighteen and script written, but yeah, it seems a little iffy. Um, yeah. yeah, I think we get into the end of this where things get a little iffy, yeah, because yeah, you've got Our Man plus you know Joker plus Two. Uh, Superman reboot, Justice League Dark, which you said was a. Uh, uh, a, a cartoon that was out so yeah it, so th- this gets a little more stretched out as time goes by but um but yeah some of those seem very interesting it does you know it's funny johnny and i are other founding secret and we're talking about this is that for you know at the bottom of the list is it, it may be superman reboot so superman getting superman right seems to still be kind of elusive to, to all of yeah. dc but it's nice to see them branching out and embracing some things that that really do work you know Parts of, parts of Wonder Woman worked, and uh, you know the Shazam really worked. So they're going after that, and then they're you know they're trying this new direction with Batman. So 
you know, it's 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 all entertainment in one shape or form. Uh, maybe it's going to be great. Maybe it's going to be terrible. But um, but they do keep trying. And and people do keep going to see him, even though I think it's a really weird model with, you know, what we're going to talk about with the Suicide Squad and kind of how that box office looks. But anyway. Yeah. And last week we talked about previously, Charlie, the uh, Michael B. Jordan uh, Val Zod uh, Superman movie. Uh, I believe that that is coming out, which is once again, it's it's really cool looking at the 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 DC. What is it? The new fifty? Well, the fifty two worlds of DC, and there are Superman's on, Superman on each planet, and um, mm-hmm. that one would be a cool character, and he, he already exists. It's a great opportunity then to bring a new face to Superman, and it potentially could be what drives people to get excited about Superman because he's like eighty five years old, right? Exactly correct. So, all right, we good? We moving along? What is next? Absolutely. Is that me? So, uh, it is you, Charlie. bouncing back to Star Wars again, and again, I I love I love Lego, uh, the games, not Legos physically, Legos anymore. It's a it's a long story, but I've, I've <laughs> I I have kind of a thing against Legos, but we don't need to get into that. But it looks like Disney Plus is producing a special for Halloween uh, for Star Wars, which I like because that is. Just like Christmas, you never really got a feeling that was a Star Wars holiday. They had a Christmas special last year. Now they're going the holiday route. Tony Hale and Christian Slater uh, set to star. Uh, Hale is Van A, which is not a character I'm familiar with, and Slater is as Ren, Kylo Ren. That I mean, they, they yep. just use they just use those names. So, uh, and then and then transitioning into you know some of their regulars, Poe Dameron, uh, Grabella the Hutt, Emperor Palpatine. Uh, and you know Darth Vader, et cetera, et cetera. So fun stuff. Yeah, Lego Star Wars terrifying tales. Um, and again, set after the Rise of Skywalker. So I suppose it's canonically linked only to the Lego Christmas special. So, um, but I think that's fun. I like that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, that I was think. Fun. Yeah, I mean, Chris, are you into any of like the the Lego stuff? Because now it's like the Lego universe of characters and content, movies, games. Are you a fan? I think uh, my kids have desensitized me to all that now because they're <laughs> constantly playing. Uh, oh yeah, that, that, the Lego Marvel uh, Marvel game, and um, yeah, that was my mistake. That was my mistake. I gave up that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's fun. I'm sure it'd be fun uh, because I did I did enjoy the Lego movies. They were really good. Um, so yeah, I'm. I'm 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 excited, especially Tony Hale is always one of my favorites. So also, so just being able to hear him and and have see him do more stuff is always fun. So most stuff. And then uh, just as a writer to this, I don't have a story for it, but the a a and and again, this is a head scratcher for me. Uh, and we talk about this a lot over on Holocron Chronicles. But the Bad Batch has been renewed for a second season. Uh, season one of Bad Batch ends. Uh, next week with episode 16 uh, over on Disney Plus that comes out on Fridays. Todd, I know you kind of jumped ship on this immediately. I know John, uh, who was our other secret friend, jumped on it. Uh, I think jettisoned even faster than you did, and he's a Star Wars guy. So it's just, yeah. Chris, a thought? So Tom has been trying to uh, convince me to watch this as well, but he told me um, to watch like I think there's four episodes in in the final season of Clone Wars. Yes, yeah. the, the the last four. Wonder, yeah. Wonderful. Now that one is a wonderful story arc. I'll, I'll yeah. definitely give so, you that. So I watched. Like I I got through that, but then I was like, 
I got into. I, I don't. I don't think I even got to see the first episode of Bad Batch yet. So yeah, I've been meaning to. I mean, but there's just so many other things I really want. I to know. Add. No, it's true. It's true. No, I, I I totally get you. So yeah, we don't need we don't need to dig too deeply into Bad Batch, but I mean, they must have had a reason for renewing it. They must Disney must be getting what they want out of it. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to get what they want us to get out of it or what we want to get out of it, but somebody somewhere is seeing this is a good idea. So I can tell you what that thing is, Charlie kids like it. And what do kids do? They complain if their parents don't have Disney plus because bad batches on it, they'll Mm -hmm. complain to their parents and get and nag them and things like this. I mean, it is, it is the clone wars. Those things were for kids and that they continue to make it. And right now that's about the only thing they can get out the door. That's really super family friendly with star Wars because Mm -hmm. outside of that, the Mandalorian at times cannot be family friendly. And, um, the rest of the content coming out is a little bit more adult. So I guess that's their main thought is we need something that the kids will like. And I imagine it's pretty cheap to do the series too. They've got the voice actors, they've got the models. Um, I am surprised though. The first season was 16 episodes. That's a long season in today's, you know, content. So I'm just, yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah. So the the whole thing, thing does seem like kind of a quasi enigma. What you're saying kind of makes sense, but still, you know, this is, this is a uh, Dave Filoni helped with. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Big time. It's part of the Filonisty. Filonisty, like a Filoni dynasty. Yeah. Filonji. Yeah. This, <laughs> there you go. A Filoni Star Wars universe. The FSWU. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. I made that one up. Yeah. It'd be an acronym, yeah. acronym for anything. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So that's probably 2022, and then we'll probably get season two of that if you are interested. Uh, last story is pretty cool. My wife was a big fan of this book series called Fat Vampire. And it was kind of taking the mindset of, well, when we typically see vampires, they're typically, you know, beautiful, thin, sexy. Well, what happened if you were kind of in your awkward phase of like, you know, being <laughs> uh 16-year-old kid who maybe, you know, hasn't come into his own. He's got pimples and a little overweight. That's what the story is, is basically uh, the fat vampire, and they're making it into a uh, TV series. And it's kind of cool the fact that they are um, – uh, the, the person they've casted is um, Ned um, from the Spider-Man movies. Uh, Jacob uh, – oh, I'm going to blank on his name. Uh, is uh, it Batal- Jake- Batal- Battalion that says at the top. Battalion. 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 Yeah, he's Filipino. That's right. Um, and he basically, in a world populated by beautiful fit and van vampires, um, he wants to kill them all because he's probably a little bit upset about that. So, um, yeah, this is coming uh, to um, – let's see. Is it sci-fi? I'm trying to think where it's coming. Yep, that's what it says. Okay, it's coming to sci-fi, and it's basically built off six books. So they've already got their everything set. They can just adapt it. But I like the fact that they've cast someone who doesn't look like your normal vampire. So I, I like this. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's it's funny. Even in this photo, he looks like he's been hitting the gym. He doesn't look yeah. like he'd look. Yeah, he looks a little more intense. Yeah. Well, no, he just he looks a little bit more fit. So I'm like, it's yeah. weird that it, where he is, you know, he's a heavier set guy in those movies. So who knows? Uh, but maybe this is what he looks like now when they filmed this couple years ago and he was heavier. Who knows? But yeah, that no, that sounds cool. But again, with sci-fi, where do the rest of us watch that content? Uh, sci-fi, the sci-fi app, Charlie. That's actually oh. where I've been watching uh, everything. It comes out the day of or on and you just get commercials. Oh, which is like CW. That's how we've been watching yeah. Superman, Superman Low. So that's I love good. it. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. All right. Well, that I think takes us about out of there, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we're going to be rolling on down the road, calling an Uber. 
uh, and getting us over to our favorite geek establishment uh, for cover bands and uh, heavily watered-down cocktails, that would be the Geek Easy. So let's go. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy. Drinks are poured, and we are ready to get our nerd on. Uh, so, Chris, you kick us off. What have you been excited about um, in the world of uh, something you can read or watch? Well, uh, what I've been reading recently, because I've heard a lot of good things about this book, uh, Something is Killing the Children. Oh, yeah. Heard, oh, my. I heard their. Um, uh, th- I think there's supposed to be a show coming out or, or a movie or something like that with it. I apologize. I don't know. I forgot. But it was I went to a local comic convention and everyone was really hyped about this. So, um, yeah, I've, I've been I've been starting to read that book. It's been pretty interesting. Definitely very violent and, uh, with children. So, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, and then I just finished watching the He-Man series, the Masters of the Universe which I guess was very controversial. I didn't realize that. Isn't, isn't, isn't anything very controversial if it's a new take? I mean, I guess my God true. does with the stuff in Star Trek. Don't even get me started. You, yeah. you can't, you can't ever do anything. That's not super cookie cutter without somebody flipping their wig. You know, some, some, we just, we, we just refer to them as neck beards, you know, the, the, the basement <laughs> dwellers that, uh, that, you know, still think it's 1982. I've got a guy on my Facebook feed and he'll go nameless and Todd knows exactly who I'm talking about. Cause the two of them went loggerheads at more than one time. But this guy, all he ever posts about is his t- collection of 10,000 DVDs and how much he loves movies from 1982. Uh, and just want post about it and post about it and post about it. So Getting stuck in the past never really helps with anything. You never really get to enjoy anything at, at all that that comes out that's new. So, what there. did you think of it? Because I talked about it uh, when it first came out. I really enjoyed it. I, I was I was really I, I thought it was really cool. Um, and you know, it was a different take. Some some couple of twists and stuff like that that I thought were were interesting. You know, it, it, yeah. Like if the story is going to be the same. Like what, how does anything, you know, kind of evolve or, 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 or you know, how do we see other facets of these characters if it's always going to be the same? And then obviously people are going to complain if it was the same thing also. So you're, you're, you're never going to make any, everyone happy so just roll with it and let's just see what happens. Cause I think there's supposed to be a second part. Um, I hope so. They left that in a I, spot I, where, I, yeah, I mean, something, something's got to happen because, yeah, right. it, yeah, it was kind of weird. It was almost like it's like only half season is out, which I found very weird. So I don't know if it's like they just need to finish it up or what it means. Right. Yeah. Although, uh, that's, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I, although I don't, I know you're a video game fan and, and I watched Castlevania on Netflix, which I enjoyed a lot. That first season was only four episodes, which I found very weird. It was like, that's super short. And then it got longer. So maybe that's the thing. They're only doing five episodes and then season two will be longer. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I watched the, um, after like the post move, like the, what do you call it? Ugh, the interviews with like Kevin got it. Smith and all that after, and they did say it was talk. It almost seemed like it was like, like a two part series. Like okay. That was it. But I could be wrong. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I'll take more. I mean, yeah. it, definitely. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I'm, I'm ready for, ready to see those characters, some more of those characters. Yeah. Sweet. 
All right. Well, I spent some time on Netflix as well. Um, I, Charlie, I did just let you know, follow up. You talked about American Horror Story. So I did watch the first episode of that. Cool. Um, I watched that and man, oh man, all I can tell you is brutal being being parents is hard today <laughs> that girl i know is not yeah she's not destined for good things no it's it it, it, it it well you saw the whole first episode so you know it's yes that, that's the one that's been a two-parter that's been so far but there's nothing, oh, there's, nothing, okay. there's nothing any better that happens in the second part i'll tell you that right now. oh i can imagine yeah i can't imagine it's gonna end and it's gonna end anywhere good for anybody um but then i realized i didn't realize this had come out which is transformers war for cybertron kingdom so this is the third they're calling it like a trilogy so the first one was siege which happens on cybertron the second one i have not watched yet so i definitely want to watch that as two which is basically oh i can't remember the name is earth rise something trying to remember what it is happens on earth like with it's like think of like the classic G1 type of era type of thing. Um, but the, and then this is the uh, kingdom, which is based on Beast Wars, which um, those are kind of like the three eras of, of Transformers. Um, I was always a big fan of Beast Wars, Charlie, back in Michigan State when we were there. I used to record that daily on, on just to watch it because I was like, this is actually a pretty cool take on the Transformers. Seems like it's grown up, actually better written. And it's also CG at the time when CGI really didn't happen for cartoons. It was kind of like that yeah, right. original era. So it wasn't great, but it's still, I thought it made, it really made me excited about Transformers again, which is, which is great. So this one is, is based on the toy lines or it's kind of a collaboration toy lines and this plus probably comics um, where it looks, everything looks exactly like the toys now, which I think is cool because they can use the models and they could use them exactly what they want to do to make it sure it's very, uh, canonical and 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 very thematically the same um and i like this one because i just watched the first episode but basically introduces where we're at no spoilers but you know basically we're 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 on the planet where essentially we're meeting the maximals and predacons version of transformers we know and love and there's more there um and i i like it the only thing i my only nit to pick is the voice actors they chose for both Megatron, uh, the Beast version of Megatron, and also Optimus Primal, I think they found these guys on the corner because <laughs> they they had no gravitas. I mean, these are classic characters. I mean, you want to have some gravitas. And I know they're not the same as Peter Cullen, and and I think it was uh, Frank Welker did the voices. So very iconic, animated icons. But these guys doing it, just like they just don't stand out. I could I could not tell who. If, they, if I if I didn't get to see them, I would have an idea of who they were performing as. So, a little disappointing there, but I like the I like the 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 uh, format. But Peter, they weren't involved with Beast Wars, though, right? Um, no, they weren't, and that's the thing. It was it was there definitely new new voice actors for those series back in the day, but this one, um, but at least those actors kind of sounded like Peter mm-hmm. Cullen and Frank Welker, and their the way they performed. Uh, but yeah, these guys just feel like very flat. Mm. But I mean, it's, but it's enjoyable and far better than the, the Michael Bay series. So, um, you know, it's it's fun <laughs> and it's for the kids. What could be for the kids? It's all for the kids. Yes. So, all right, Charlie. I'm excited right. about what you saw because oh I <laughs> I warned you about this movie, Charlie. I'm like, I don't know if this is for you, dude. 
you know, it's one of those that the, the wife and I, and, and with me, I'm starting a new job tomorrow and I'm going to be in, in Wisconsin and then in Ohio for a period of six to 12 weeks training for my new job. So what April and I love to do, and we had to, we went ahead and canceled it because we're not going to be doing it at least until I get back, is that we had this VIP program uh, at the local theater where you could go see three movies a week. Uh, any movie at all, which is just absolute for like 20 bucks a person. So it was 40 bucks a month. It was, it was a great deal. Um, so the only thing that we hadn't seen that wasn't like the boss baby or whatever was the green Knight, And this had Dev, De- Dev Patel. And he was from, was he from that yesterday, that Beatles movie? Wasn't that him? Uh, he was. No, yes. No, no, it wasn't him. Some was million life of pie. Was he in life of pie as well? Yeah. Yeah. Two movies I don't think I've seen, so maybe I really don't know him. But uh, yeah, so this was um, this was a spin on, uh, and it was an alternate spin on Arthurian legend, which we had to go back and look up because uh, both April and I, you know, it's a Friday night. We had dinner beforehand. We, had, we we ate. We had a couple of drinks, and we're sitting there, and this movie comes on, and I, I am swear to God, within the, the first twenty minutes, I'm I'm like napping to the point where I guess I was snoring. April I had to bonk bonk, <laughs> and but then then I was switched on. I was trying to pay attention, and it is it is about this knight's quest. Uh, you know, in this, uh, he is the Dev Patel's character. He's the nephew of Arthur or or of the king of this village. I think, uh, and this this like dude who looks like the 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 king from uh, the Return to Oz, which I saw when I was a kid. That he was all you know, he looks he's, he looks like he's carved out of twigs or something. Shows up and says, you know, I challenge you or whatever. And he hands over a axe and he and Dev Patel chops his head off. And the the the, the Green Knight picks it up and says, "Come find me in a year, and I'm going to chop your head off." And I'm I, and right from there, I'm lost. I'm like. Okay, don't go then, because that sounds like a bad idea. But no, Dev Patel goes on a quest, and a bunch of weird shit happens. He gets mugged, loses his horse. Then he shows up at a castle, Alicia Vikander from that uh, that movie where she's the sexy naked robot. She's there, and she tries to seduce him, and she gives him a magic, uh, spoilers, by the way, gives him a magic cloth to wear <laughs> around his neck or to wear around his waist, and if he never takes it off, he'll never be wounded. And I just, oh, my God, you guys. And then I get home, and I write something about it on Facebook, and I can feel a hand closing around my neck. Because people are like, "What are you talking about?" I heard it's the greatest thing in the in God's green earth, and it's got. It, I went and looked. It's got an eighty four percent on Metacritic. I mean, people are really loving on this thing. And April and I were sitting opening credits. We're like, "What the fuck happened? What is going on here? We have absolutely no clue." So, this was the time we rolled the dice. We had the opportunity to go see something. It was a little bit out of our wheelhouse. It was it was from A24 Productions, which they make a lot of arty, arty, artsy-fartsy kind of films. But, I mean, this was everything from, you know, a talking fox to the fact that he walked in a valley and there's giant naked women walking. One of them is breastfeeding. There was just a lot of weird shit going on in this movie. Mad respect if you enjoy that kind of thing. We were totally lost from the jump. Fantasy Sorry. is not for you, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know if you've it? ever told me one fantasy movie you've ever liked. It's just not your I, thing. I loved Time Bandits, which this kind of reminded me of because of all of the bleak sure. English countryside or what felt like the English countryside. Um, Todd, I would like you to see this movie and I would like your impression. 
I think yeah. I will see it because I, I am yeah, I a fan you. of mythology, uh, Arthurian legend, all of those things. This is based off a tale back in the day. Lots of magic, lots of things. I really love the Excalibur, um, that movie, and just it, just really love that era. So I'll, I'll see if it's you know if it's good. just and I, and I didn't spo- artsy I did or not, something or I did not spoil the ending for you, so you're good. And then real you. real. Real briefly, in the real world, uh, April and I run a Star Trek fan club, uh, a chapter of the International Fan Club here in Michigan. Uh, we, you know, we had great success uh, early in and in, 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 later in 2019 when we launched, and then early in 2020 doing shows and interacting with people in the local community, getting them to join our club, and then everything came to a screeching halt. Obviously, with COVID, there are no events, so we are attending. Our first event in 18 months here in Grand Rapids. It's kind of a, a baby version of our local con, which was the one that uh, that got us launched, which happens in November, and that show will be happening in November. So, you know, it's funny going into 2020, we had 10 different shows scheduled that we were going to go. Now we're down to three. We're doing this one, one in one in October, and then the, the larger version of of this show in November. So we're very excited. We you know we've called together our core members. You know, we have a smaller booth. It's not going to be a big display, but it is a chance just to get out there in the fan community, in the Star Trek fan community, and interact with people uh, and get them to, to join our club and, and some of the activities that we do. So we're really fired up about that. I'm missing a portion of it, of course, because of my new job. I have to drive to Milwaukee, which is about a four-hour drive. Then I have to drive home, so I'll miss the first day. But I'll be there all day Saturday and, and probably all day Sunday, and then I have to drive back to Wisconsin. But I'm still fired up to do it. It's going to be a good time. We're cosplayers, though that's not explicitly a piece of it. So, But we like to do up our booth nice and have you know paraphernalia and, and just generally kind of spread our love of Star Trek. So very fired up about that. Just to, very. Oh, go ahead, Chris. Just to, uh, for, for your reference, uh, Tom did watch this movie as well. And he's a huge like King Arthur. Like, yeah. Stuff. And he was... Uh, he wished it was not that long of a movie. No, I think I think it was just it was just way it, it stayed its course. It stayed stayed too long. I mean, you could certainly see the middle piece with the valley with the naked walking giants didn't didn't really add anything to the film. But Todd, I'm not going to say anymore. I do want you to go see it. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. My plan is to see some more movies because I've been kind of the loop. So definitely, we'll try to do that. Well, you know what? I'm excited to see more movies and talk about in the geekies in the future, but. Gentlemen, it's time for us now to go on our own adventure to travel to the land beyond time, and that's the Thunderdome. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome! Thank you, Tina. We're sitting in the Thunderdome where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or game to be entertained. And this week, we are doing our spoiler-filled review of The Suicide Squad uh, 2021 movie directed by James Gunn uh, with some familiar faces from the 2016 Suicide Squad film. Uh, This is... uh, Or three. Yes. Two or three. three. Yeah, two or three. Somewhere there. Uh, Basically, this was in theaters and also on HBO Max where I watched on HBO Max. Um, So it is there. Uh, If you have not seen it yet, uh, either subscribe to HBO Max or see it in the theater, then come back and join the discussion with us because we are going to break this down. Pros, cons, and our score, one out of ten. So, Chris, you're our guest. So, um... Tell us your thoughts on the Suicide Squad. Well, I didn't see the first one because I heard it was very disjointed and like a typical DC movie. 
if I can have a quick sidebar um, about the first one, a couple of years back, uh, Scott Rechkovich, who's one of our regular guys uh, on the SFU discussion group, gifted me the code to this, and it was the theatrical and the extended. And we never watched it because, again, I saw it in the theater with a buddy of mine, and I thought April was there as well. We start watching it again today. She says to me, because we saw the first film, she says, I've never seen this. (laughs) (laughs) Because you told me it was terrible. And I'm like, who did I see it with? I know I saw it with my friend Louie, and I think I took April's April's son, my stepson. This was, you know, five years ago. And I'm like, I thought we were all together. So, oh, well. I don't think she really feels like she missed much. But anyway. Yeah, and and Ayers, who directed the Suicide Suicide Squad in 2016, says his cut was completely mangled and all this stuff. So if you want to see it, Chris, you're not missing out on anything. It felt like a movie done by committee and just was trying to be a response to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is very funny because now we've got the man who made the Guardians of the Galaxy who made this film. And that was the real response that. Yeah, (laughs) right. Um. So yeah, I, I mean, I was I was super excited to see this because I I am a fan of the Guardians uh, movies and James Gunn did I thought a great job with those, um, but I didn't know what to feel about this movie um, after watching it. Uh, I I mean, he I think James Gunn does usually does a pretty good job with an ensemble cast. Um, like everyone had their moments to shine, which was kind of cool, mm-hmm. and um, the characters I thought were neat, like. You know, King Shark for me was amazing. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bloodsport was great. Um, you know, I, it was it was fun. I, I, obviously, Peacemaker was uh, also a great, um, you know, foil to Bloodsport. Right. And uh, and yeah, like so. But at the same time, like I, I think he tried, like James Gunn tried to like shoehorn a lot of Guardian stuff in this, like to be really like jokey and stuff like that, but it was incredibly violent. Like, it wow. Was, like, just, it was like right from the get go. It was like, holy God. Like, you know, it like, was like super R plus. Yeah. Air, yeah. R plus, R plus, plus, It was definitely not, de- definitely did not dumb down the violence. So he could get in front of the kids. Right. No. Yes, exactly. What do they, what do they say? FM kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, I mean, the jokes were there and, uh, I, th- I think I read an article somewhere where, where Marvel, uh, where people were like, you know, Marvel sometimes takes that part where like, you know, there could be an emotional scene and then they throw like a joke in there and like, it just kills a ra- uh, like a, like a random fart. Just yeah. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah. Ah! yeah, exactly. <laughs> And like, I, th- I feel like they de- did that a lot in this movie. So like there were moments where like, you know, he's trying to connect with uh, where Bloodsport is trying to connect with uh, uh, Ratcatcher 2 and like kind of relate to his his daughter and stuff. Like that. And then like something stupid would happen. I'm like, oh, OK, well, that that moment's gone. Um, but I, like and I thought like he again, like James tried to throw um, like the soundtrack. Like like some sort of soundtrack to the background of it, and sometimes I felt like the music was kind of disjointed with what was going on. Yeah, that was one of my notes too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I, I mean, I did enjoy my time. It was like I said, like I I was laughing at some of the violence because it was just so ridiculous. Um, But you know, I I had I had a good time overall. 
I, a couple of my friends judged me after saying I enjoyed this movie. I was, they were like, I was like, well, I don't know. I just thought it was, it was enjoyable, but no judgment here, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> appreciate that. Look, no, no judgment here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank my you for team. that, Charlie. There you go. Anything that I can do. Well, she was going to show up eventually. It's my cat. Sorry. <laughs> Great. But, um, Great. I, like in terms of breaking down pros and cons yeah, like, um, uh, I think this was probably my more enjoyable DC movies that I've seen, um, which really isn't saying much, I guess, because there has been quite a few duds there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I like I like the cast of characters and um, the story overall was meh. And um, but again, I guess it adds more to the DC universe because like this Corton Maltese is like something that happens in the, in the overall DC world. Like the, mm-hmm. that is a place. Um, and then, but the cons, yeah, like I, like I said, the, the um, music was kind of disjointed. The, um, just the fact that everything was kind of like too jokey and, you know, it was just a little bit too over, like, like ridiculous. Well, it was ridiculously violent. Um, you cannot watch this with your kids. So please do not do that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if I were to score this movie, maybe 7.5. Okay. Wow. That's, that's very fair. That's very fair. Yeah. It's, and, and, you know, uniquely, but Todd, are you going next or am I going next? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll go next. Um, okay. it is kind of interesting. So I really enjoyed this movie, but I, I recognize its flaws because unfortunately a lot of movies bef- that came before this kind of set the bar in a certain way, negative or positive. One of those would be um, obviously Deadpool, where it creates that over-the-top, in-your-face, over-violent, comedic type of tone. Since then, we did get Guardians of the Galaxy, which did something a little different, which was kind of cartoonish, goofy, playing with music by James Gunn. So then we have kind of those two bars that were kind of like doing different things, but doing superheroes in a different light. Unfortunately, a lot of movies since then have tried to kind of capture that lightning in a bottle and you can't. So you have to do something different. One of those movies would be suicides, the suicide, sorry, it's suicide squad versus the suicide squad. So dumb. They should just like suicide squad colon, blah, blah, blah. So you just can kind of differentiate two suicide yeah. squads, colon. That could be a name of this episode suicide inside the colon. colon. Yeah. Inside the yeah. colon. Yes. Uh, that'd be perfect. Colon. Yeah. That would be the, the definitely the death shot. Um, but you know, we had that movie, which, tried to, to mirror what Guardians of the Galaxy was, but just just failed miserably because it just didn't have a good story, didn't have good writing. Did, I mean, just all the things went wrong there, uh, and obviously a lot of bad editing. Um, and then we also had Harley Quinn in whatever that long title was, The Emancipation, blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah. Emancipation Proclamation. Which, <laughs> which I thought was uh, much ado about nothing. I didn't feel like the characters were great. I didn't even think Harley Quinn was handled that great. And I just I, think... It, and it got it got nary a mention in any of this, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. And then, but then we also got Harley Quinn the cartoon, which I find fantastic. I, so it's like it's one of the better things they've done with the characters that show. It's fun. Yeah. So then you can kind of see where all these things kind of sit, and then even Modok, Charlie. It's another layering in where superheroes and, and those type of stories can go, villains. Um, so this one's kind of in the middle of that where. It's James Gunn, so he's got his own vision. He plays fast and loose. He's very over-the-top, in-your-face, typically violent and gross because he's from trauma films. The fact that he made Guardians of the Galaxy so restrained but still 
hit on those beats with music was very cool. Um, here was just kind of like he could do whatever he wanted. He, he enjoyed that. Um, and I, I liked the fact that the pacing of this movie, yes, it was a longer movie, two hours, 20 minutes, but I kind of felt like even in the interludes and things happening, I didn't feel like, wow, that was a horrible misplaced experience. I felt like some of them were less interesting, like going to the bar, waiting for Peter Capaldi. That was fun. And it, but it wasn't horrible, but it still gave a piece of something happening. We had a lot of those with like Harley and the president. And then we had this, but I, I, I thought it was interesting. I liked the way they kind of went from beats to beats and told some stories. I like the fact that they just jumped right in. They didn't have a huge, it's like, here we are, we're in the meeting. It was like, oh, that's a, that's, that's a segue. That was, that was kind of interesting right. how they did that. Um, and, they, yeah, yeah, so, and, and that was a big, that was a big follow of that first film, which again, we started watching this afternoon is that yeah. there was a lot of, uh, it's like, uh, a tempo, let's go, you know, yeah, just, and, just, just really couldn't get it started. Absolutely. We did get a cohesive plot. I mean, you're there down, takes down Starro. And that's exactly what they came to do. Things went along the way. They did meet some friends along the way. They made friends and and they took over the government. <laughs> and right. uh, yeah, so I mean, but I, I did love the, the, the playoff of Idris Elba and his character and John Cena just kind of having a, uh, you know, basically a, a pissing contest the whole time. Right. Very fun watching them kill the people different ways. Um, I, I did like the characters, the fact that they weren't scared to knock off characters very quickly, even characters that were from the first film, which I thought was interesting in right. taking and embracing what the suicide squad is all about, that these are highly disposable people. If they get, if they, you know, anything goes wrong, take him out of the film. You know, you thought Michael Rooker was going to be like, oh, this guy's going to be a badass and he's going to do some things. And he wets his pants essentially and goes home. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, and, and, and you see, and, and uh, yeah, and you see what becomes of it. Exactly. So, yeah. And, and, you know, we had a good callback to the bird who got his, the bird got his, the couple right. of muppets. So yes. I, I like those things and it was very fun. And I think they, they, they were playing with those. Um, some of the music worked, some of it didn't perfectly fine. Um, I, I liked um, some of the interplay. I did really like Ratchet Catcher 2 being the heart of the film, which right. I thought was very sure. good. Taiko Atite, her dad, telling us. So that was the one I think I felt kind of like, at least from a emotional con yeah. concept like and character a, to a, yeah. an anchor, an anchor framework, as it were. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. So I did enjoy that. And I, I did like the fact that although King Shark, I liked him a lot. I feel like he definitely was the Groot of the the story, but he was still enjoyable. Right. Yeah. True. Yes, he was very Groot, a little, little more sinister, bent, a little dirtier language. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so that's, you know, and so in state for the end credits, obviously we knew we were getting a, pace, a pacemaker. Peacemaker. We're, get, we're, uh, getting, a pa we're getting a pacemaker already. Well, right. he, that's probably what saved him. We are getting a peacemaker show, so I'm like, how are they going to do Is it going to be a prequel? We obviously found out he's just a stubborn dude, doesn't want to die, and fighting for freedom where there's trouble. It's peacemakers there. He is. He's, he's Duke from G.I. Joe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, one of the joys of, and, and Todd, your rating since we jumped ahead with that. Oh, and, and Todd, I just say really quick, I, I kind of did feel like um, in a lot of ways it was kind of lame. The Edris Ilba character, I liked him a lot, but the problem is he was too much like um, Deadshot and Deadshot's story of like, oh, it's Kit. It's like they could have done something different. And unfortunately, a lot of these characters, their abilities, they did comment on why are you here? You don't have unique abilities. My 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 abilities are better than yours. I'm like, OK, so we get it. Um I, I did like some of those things. The, the funniest part, though, was the fact that Del David Malchunian, the Polka Dot uh, Man. Dalmatian. Dalmatian, yeah. Kept, kept on seeing his mom everywhere. That was great. Love that. Yes. yes that Big was, time. 
Oh my gosh, big time. All right, your rating, and then I'll do a mop-up, because you guys have said most everything. This will be quick. Um, I'm going to give the movie an 8 out of 10. I, I really oh, enjoyed it. Um, it, met, it met my expectations. That that is that is good. Well, God, this this means I might be low batter here, but yeah, I mean, you know what? This was uh, you know, with with the DC film certainly since the dynasty of we'll we'll, we'll track it all the way back to to 2013's A Man of Steel, uh, which is the 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 modern framework of where we're at right now. Everything it's it's so hit and miss, but so much of it is so damn grim that this was fun, and it wasn't trying to be anything more than kind of what it was. That I liked, you know, I liked. Todd, you touched upon a lot of guns trademarks. Is it a pro or is it a con? In a lot of ways, it's a pro because he's into the violence and the portrayal of that. And, and that's really that's really kind of what this is about. And that 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 totally works. I embrace the carnage of that opening season is uh thing. It was great to go like uh Pete Davidson from SNL walking up just having his face blown off. <laughs> and then just you know, yeah, you're it was bummer to see Boomerang go away and Mongol, who was a character I didn't really know that uh, she just jumps up and she's strong enough to whip around, a, you know, to pull a helicopter down, but not strong enough to survive being, let, you know, caught on fire. So, hey, very tangential powers. And then who is the, the detachable kid that was Nathan Fillion with the yep. arms? It's <laughs> yep. like, and so they just shoot his arms and he dies. And it's just like, what is going on here? Um, so, yeah, a, a ton of humor and a ton of really not um, – pulling the punches harley is not not used to death which is great because she was to death in the first film and then she had her own film that was about her but one thing i really enjoyed about her big fight sequence where she you know gets free of her chains and she grabs pistols that she goes and she ends up with the machine guns is that they didn't certainly until the last scene where they really played it for last with all the flowers taking place Mm -hmm. in the blood is that they didn't it was mercifully free of what I would expect it from a film like this, which would be a lot of slow-mo and techno music or whatever it is. Oh, it yeah. Fe- it felt like a fight that you could really see. Because, yeah, yeah, she's jumping around and smashing things, but it's not like, meow, with the Matrix and all that. I just, you just, things that I'm just so super duper sick of. So I was, uh, that's what I remember. I watched it twice. We went into theaters on Thursday and we watched it on HBO this morning just because I wanted to be, you know, as fresh as possible for this. So I dug that. I like his little tr- fun transitional text. So like three days ago, written on the soapy toilet seat cover or the dirty little secrets elevator button. I, I really uh, dug that. Um, the gore again, being intense for a movie called the suicide squad just does not actually feel out of place. It's crazy. Um, so again, like I said, a lot of the stuff, the music being all over the place kind of got on my nerves because there was nothing thematic in Guardians of the Galaxy. It was all that, you know, awesome mix number one. So the music seemed to really hit the button where this was like, bing, bing, bong, bing, bong, bing. You didn't really know where they were going with it. So um, we did get a nice little troporific at the end with everybody walking in the rain. Slow-mo and it's like, yeah, okay. All we were missing was a big explosion, but that came uh later. And then I thought the ending was like super uber convenient. Hey, we got this great blackmail solution. I uploaded the information on my wristwatch to a satellite, and now we have blackmail, so we're gonna go free. Okay. Yep. Why not? <laughs> all right, all right, all right, I got it. Um, I'm gonna actually uh tilt up my score because we were a seven five and we were an eight. I'm gonna give it an eight just like Todd. Really made me happy, had a lot of fun. Sound, it sounds like you talked yourself into it the, the more we were talking. You're like, I think Charlie liked this morning that he thought he was going to. I, I did. I I, I I I tilted up. So yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten exploding heads. It, it was pretty sweet. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was fun and it was fun to watch again. So I like it. It's it's funny, Charlie. You did mention the whole Harley Quinn thing. I think this is the best treatment of her. She is used appropriately. 
she and I think that's with a character like Deadpool and, and Harley Quinn. Sometimes a little goes a long way. So I and now that she's been on the screen many many times, I think this is the best way to use her versus it just be all Harley all the time. Where it it just the, it can get little weary on your soul after having that type of character. But yeah, you know I, maybe other people feel differently. Yeah, I think like I said, like James does a good job of like giving everyone just enough time to shine and that was cool um and but like again i just think about like the whole the story the um with the rat catcher and stuff like that i thought in guardians of the galaxy 2 like the the with peter quill and young mm-hmm. like that story i thought that was like that they did a better job of like making that like have an emotional hit right versus, versus like rat catcher and blood sport or Hmm. Yes, blood, blood, some dead shot, blood. Is, what's the other one? Death stroke. Is 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 death stroke? Blackguard. Blackguard was Pete Davison. Yeah, Deathlock I mean, is over in Marvel. So that yeah, yeah, yeah. Blackguard. I don't that I don't get. But I didn't. Yeah, I mean, it was a guy with guns. But come on, Chris, you have to admit the emotional point at the end where Idris Elba is caressing the rat really paid off. Okay, yeah. I mean, because see, there you go. They, 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 it was, it was, it was the culm- culmination of an emotional journey. You had to yeah. like. How it. did they train that point. rat to wave? Oh wait. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> they trained it with a computer because. Oh, that's real. right. That that does happen these days, doesn't it? Oh well. That, uh, well, well, this is cool. You know, I mean, we are getting Shang uh, Chi will be our next, uh, Mar- you know, comic movie, and then at that point, I think. Spider-Man is the next one after that. So we've had more than I thought we would get this year. So thank right, goodness. True, true. What What's that, Chris? Eternals. Oh, yeah. Oh, Venom 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, you tied, you left out the two movies that I know you don't care about. <laughs> well, how did that happen? <laughs> Oopsie. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Venom. I didn't about the Eternals, though. But. Eternal, Eternals, I'm cautiously optimistic. Venom, They've got I a lot. I could, yeah. I couldn't care less. Yeah, Eternals, they've, they've got some heavy lifting ahead because basically yeah. it's a property. Even if you're a hardcore comic book fan, there's really no touchstones. If you say, yeah, I love that about the Eternals. I think it's just maybe it's their time to say, we're going to make you like Eternals because the comics haven't. So we're going to make our own version that is the best. So that's the best thing I can hope for is uh, the director is an Oscar winner. And they've come up with something that hopefully works with the bigger MCU versus the last time we had a weird team, which was in humans. And that went horribly wrong. Mm. The, the the only reason why I'm excited about this is I'm hoping this is where they finally introduce the mutants, like in some way, mm. because because they're like, because uh, you see that they're like manufacturing things, they're helping humanity throughout time. So it's like, is this how we they segue or at least slightly introduce mutants? Because we've been teased a lot with a lot of these MCU mutants. Like I'm looking at you, Wandavision, with that. Freaking Quicksilver thing! I was right. Like, but how but yeah. could you? Yeah, exactly. I hear you. Cool. Well, we shall see. We shall see. Well, excellent, uh, Chris. Once again, thank you for joining us. Now, before you go, though, tell people where they can find you. Sure. Yeah. Um, thank you, guys. Again, this was super cool to be able to geek out on something outside of video games. So, um, but we, uh, I. Uh, as Todd mentioned, I host with my co-host Tom, uh, the One Hour One Decision podcast, and we our shows come out every Wednesday night. And um, we 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 are a podcast, a video game podcast, where we take an hour of a game, uh, a random game on Xbox Game Pass. We let the RNG 
decide what game we're playing for the week and we play that game for an hour and then we decide if we want to keep playing or not so cool um yeah and uh we are <clears throat> our, our podcast is available on most podcast platforms uh spotify apple etc and um and we're on social media tc1h1d on twitter and uh email tc1h1d at outlook.com so you know hit us up say hello and uh you know we'll we'll start a conversation of some sort Rock on. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll have Chris on the show or sorry, Tom on the show and they can, you know, he can tell us why I'm wrong about Star Wars. <laughs> that would be interesting. Well, then that's my part. Friends, as always, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you as always that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit SecretFriendsUnite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at SecretFriendsU on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.